Well, Merry Christmas for the third time here today. Uh, it is excited to see everybody and hope you enjoyed time with your family and your friends and just uh, thinking about Christ. It's, it's been a beautiful uh, day so far and hopefully this will continue it going to wherever you may be going uh, later on. I know I'm after this, I'm going to family dinner in Orange County. So we're all, uh, it's been a great weekend uh, so far. And I've been excited to show this slide on Christmas because we've been showing it a lot of weeks to kind of know when we're reading the Bible that we're reading about God's story from beginning to end, that we're not just randomly reading different books. And today is like the, the mountain of the, the story of God. We think about Christ coming to the earth and those few years, 30 years that he lived, that is the main pinnacle of God's plan for all of us. That's what, from the beginning till the end, that was his plan. And it's amazing to be able to celebrate that today and to uh, use our imagination. That's kind of my, my goal for today is that when you think about the the, the Christ story that you use your imagination and think beyond just the baby in the manger. Think beyond the shepherds, think beyond the wise men, think beyond all the things that maybe you've heard to think about why God did it in this way. Why did he pick a poor peasant child? Why did he have him not be from the main area in Jerusalem, but be often in Galilee? Why did he pick the different people that he picked to follow him? And everything I believe that God did had a purpose. He could have come as a powerful king. He could have come as the Messiah that his people were expecting. And I love even the, if you've seen the, um, the, the movie about Mary and Joseph, uh, that came out, and I love the scene where they they're looking for this king, and they walk right by the Roman guards because they were looking for the wrong type of person. They were looking for someone with prestige, with money, with power, from a great family. And Jesus, at that point, just kind of flew under the radar, and um, that didn't last too long. He eventually came onto the radar, but at the be- I love that that idea, and I know. It, you know, for me, for so many years, I just didn't think a whole lot about the Christmas story or why all these things happened, you know, how you would feel if he was a, came in a different way versus the way that he came. So we're going to read uh, maybe what Darren read this morning here with his family in Luke chapter 2 and make a couple points and be able to take communion together. Uh, so read, uh, listen along as I read in Luke chapter 2. It says, and Joseph went up from the town of Galilee, from the, from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And they were there. The time came for them to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for him, for them at the inn. And Mary got to experience maybe what some of you with little kids experienced this year. Christmas was tiring, right? She walked all the way 60 miles. They, they were looking around. They were exhausted. Some of you, you have little kids. You've been up 
getting everything ready for all kinds, all day, getting prepared, having visitors in town. And, you know, so they, they got there, and, and, and I'm sure it was a, was a long day. And this next scene is pretty amazing, but last night we got to experience a little bit of this where uh, we experienced this tradition called La Posada, and where in the uh, in the Catholic Church where they they have nine days where they they meet and they walk each day to a different house a different member of the church there and they have a uh, this singing they sing the whole way there and they have this like call and response singing and then they have a little fellowship there and and so this is my first time doing that we were, we were invited to the Hernandez Christmas so we went down to the end of the block and we sang. Uh, silent night, I believe, on the way to the house, and then we had kind of the call and response, and and just the idea, just to kind of try to put yourself in the, your, the shoes of what it was like to be in the story of God. And uh, one of the things that I liked about the explanation of this event was that it was to help remind people that you're in this together with the community of believers. That it's not just us individuals, but that we're all connected together. And this, this fellowship that we serve is so valuable. And I hope you feel that. I know I feel that just looking out and seeing you guys here today and knowing your lives, knowing that we uh, are connected, not just because we're here at church, but because we have our same faith in Christ, because we've had history together. If you're here visiting, we want to welcome you. Maybe you don't have as much of history, but we want you to feel welcome Uh, as you're here today. Let's keep on reading. He says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day... In the city of David, a Savior who is, the, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And just to think a minute of what that would be like that... I love this this painting that I found depicting this because you could tell that there was a lot that this artist put into that, that it wasn't just something he threw down, that there was a whole experience that he was trying to uh, convey. And to, to that they got a little glimpse of heaven even as Jesus was being born, that they got to see what the end of the story was about. And I love that vision. And God has given us different uh, gifts like that in our lives. You know, so I wanted to just even, since we're kind of smaller today, have a little, be a little more intimate. Um, what, what is a gift that you feel like God has given to you in this past year? You know, maybe it wasn't this vision of angels, but God has been giving us gifts all year long. Okay. Not just one. But two grandsons, that's an amazing gift. Okay, Beth? Strength. Strength. 
That's a, that's a gift. We made it through another year. That's a gift. Peggy? Wow. Amen. Good. Praise God for that. Very. Patience. I think that's going to be my word for the new year. I don't know if I want to pick that word, but I, so far that's a leading contender, patience. It's like praying for humility, you know. You're going to get it. You're going to probably get it. I'll say wisdom. Like wisdom in my marriage, there's a lot of people here that has helped Elisa and I just really grow. All right. Awesome. Wisdom. That's a gift. We have so many resources and friends and people that can help us out and it's just amazing that that we we get that jen all right i thought you might mention that that was pretty awesome what a great day that was chevy uh, training training All right, adversity and training. That's awesome. It's good to keep growing. Lewis? I mean, we were at Christmas Eve dinner, and I don't know how a lot of you felt this year. At different times, it's felt like a long year, you know, so probably at the end of Christmas week, it feels even like twice as long because you're exhausted. But we sat around on Christmas Eve dinner and just talked about all the blessings from this year. And we, you know, we talked about, you know, my daughter got to walk in, in her college graduation. And, like, we had some different trips and different times together. And by the end of that one meal, I was like, wow, I, there was so many gifts that I missed that I wasn't feeling before this meal started. It made me realize, man, we missed so many gifts that God gives us. You know, I think about Riker, uh, the miracle uh, baby that we were praying for, who's like two years old and has had like five surgeries or some incredible amount of surgeries. And he had a big one this past year and it went well just a couple months ago. And so just like, man, I know my brother-in-law three years ago, he, he he's not supposed to even be alive now. And we're going to go have dinner at his dad's house tonight. And just just don't forget the gifts that God gives us. So many times we're looking for the next one, and we forget that he's already given us like ten. And just that gratitude. Um, and even this experience, I, I guarantee you that this, the shepherds never forgot that moment. And we've all, a lot of us have had those kind of moments where you're like, I don't know how I got out of that, but God was there. I don't know what happened, but he showed up in a big way, whether I was praying for him or whether he just showed up on his own. And so my encouragement for us is not to forget the the blessings and the gifts that God gives us. I'm going to close out here with this passage. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made made known the saying that has been told 
them concerning this child. So I'm not used to this version. It's really tripping me up here. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And that was really the verse that stuck out to me in this whole passage, that she treasured these things and pondered them in her heart, that she took time. I don't think it was just on that day. I think the rest of her life she treasured all these amazing things that God had shown to her. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as had been told to them. And so my couple of practicals from this time is, number one, worship Jesus from wherever you are. You know, somebody said this year that God accepts us wherever we're at. He shows up, he meets us wherever we are. He doesn't want you to be over here when you're really over here. He wants to be there with us wherever we're at, that he's gentle with us, and he wants us to worship him from wherever we are. Maybe you've had a great year, and you're just like worshiping God, and we went around our family group, and we're just talking about pick a, pick a word from this year, not what you wanted it this year to be, but what it actually was. And we're going around, and it was, you know, it was, it was one of those times where a lot of people were getting very open. And it got to one person, and they were like, my year was fun and freedom. And we're all like, I'm glad you were fun and free this year, right? Because it was, it was, we were more like in the Chevy mode of like adversity and training and difficulty. And, and, and you know, so if you're that fun and freedom, just praise God that you had a year of fun and freedom. If you've had adversity, then praise God that he's with you through that, that he's given you strength through that, that he's listening to your prayers. Wherever you're at, if it's been a year of richer or poorer, of sickness, health, not where you want to be, but where you are, worship God wherever you are. I love the shepherds. Worshiping God for them was going to see this child. Worshiping God for them was then going to tell everyone else what they saw, whether they believed them or not. They, that was their worship. Worship for Mary and Joseph were to take care of this child, to change his diapers and to feed him and to protect him and keep him warm. And that was, that was worship. And I pray that wherever you're at, that you worship God, you worship Jesus today on Christmas, but every single day. And he will meet you wherever you're at. And the second point I had was, if you just look around for a minute, just love the person next to you. Love the person next to you. It might be like literally next to you, because you probably know the person, at least one of the people next to you here. So love them. But my, I love where he says that this news was not just for the Jews. He said that this was uh, for all people. Where was that? Good news of great joy that will be for all people. This joy was, wasn't just for one set of purse people or another. It wasn't just for the Christians to be. It wasn't just for the Jews. It was for everyone. And I pray that this year, when you think of what does it mean to be a Christian, it means to love the person next to me, whoever it is. 
whether they're my best friend, whether it's my spouse, my kid, whether it's someone that I maybe don't like. That's my job as a Christian to love that person and to get to know them and, and accept, you know, try to build love in the world. There, there's enough tribalism in our, in our world today that as Christians, let's not promote that. Let's break that down. Don't, don't walk into a, a situation where you're already dividing. I think Jesus tried to bring people together, and he divided when he needed to divide. But his overall goal was to bring people closer to God, to bring salvation to the world. In, in, in him loving people next to him wasn't just forgiving their sins. You know, when you read the Bible, it's not like Jesus just goes and, and just, I forgive your sins, and I forgive your sins, and I forgive your sins. No, he's feeding people. Why? Because that's what they need. He's healing people. To them, that was equal to salvation. When they were healed, that was bringing them to faith. But he didn't just meet their, their spiritual needs. He met their, their felt needs. He met their, their obvious needs. And I pray that he gave people hope. He gave people inspiration. And I pray that as you go about the business of loving people, that you bring people hope. That you bring people food. That you pray and help people to be healed. That you give them love and you give them hope. Jesus showed us what it means to be humble. I know we all need that. I alluded it to in the beginning. Why was he born in the manger? Because he wanted to be the most humble person in the world. He was, had the most humble birth. No one can say they had it harder than Jesus, really. He was homeless. He didn't have any inheritance. He didn't have anything to pass along. He just had what he had on his back. He was a man of prayer and one who served. And I pray that we can be a church that we're humble, that we don't have it all figured out. Sometimes it's nice when you have it all figured out, but I don't, I don't feel like I have it all figured out. I feel like we need God more than ever. We need to pray more than ever. That he'll direct our steps. That we need to continue to serve, not just ourselves, but whoever's, whoever's in front of us. And I love that picture. I pray that this year that we can worship from wherever we are and we can love the person next to us, whether they're in here or whether they're out there at work or wherever we may be. And on that note, we're going to read a, a Philippians 2 uh, that kind of talks about what it meant for Jesus to come down and become a child, become a human. He said, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord 
to the glory of God the Father. In so many ways, I picture those angels saying glory to God in the highest as he was born in the same way that everyone will shout and proclaim him in the end. His humility, his servanthood, his love, and his obedience, even to the point of going to death on the cross. I pray that we can take that to heart and make, uh, make this a Merry Christmas because of that spirit that we got from Christ. Let's pray and we'll take our communion together. Father, we thank you that you humbled yourself to come down to this earth to be with us. We look around and we see uh, so many needs, so much darkness, and yet you, you saw a solution. You saw hope. You saw love and uh, compassion and peace. God, I pray that uh, as we take communion today that we can uh, stand in awe of you, that you would come and be born in the most humble place and die in the most humble place. God, thank you for your gift. Thank you for your body and your blood that you shed for us. Thank you for the salvation that you've given us, the health you've given us, the, the, the many, many gifts that you've given us, God. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.